talk water. Many claim if you don't stay hydrated, energy levels and brain function begin to suffer. A study in women showed a fluid loss after exercise can impair mood and concentration and increase the frequency of headaches. This happens primarily when you're sweating a lot. Drinking water 30 minutes before meals can reduce your calorie intake. Drink cold water. Your body expends more calories to heat the water to body temp. Eight glasses, eight ounces, your body weight in ounces. Honestly, there's no research to back any of these rules. Trust your thirst. Your body is a brilliant machine that tells you when you need more. Bottom line, water can decrease your calorie intake, combat headache and fatigue, increase your metabolism, aid in weight loss, and relieve and prevent constipation. So drink more. Happy drinking. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to SM Enlightenment Radio or watching on SM Enlightenment TV. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ayana. And we are two healthy chicks providing simple life hacks on this journey to healthy living. So welcome, everyone. Glad you're here. Yeah, Jenny, what's in your mug? So tonight I am drinking herbal detox tea with biohydria. So um, I thought since we are talking hydration tonight, I would do some added hydration in my tea. Yep. What are you so drinking? Go with a mug. I had I needed a little bit more, so I went with um, complete hydration. Nice. There's more of a reason. I mean, yes, it's apt for this episode, but mm -hmm. which we'll get into. And yeah. mind health because I really need it for tonight. Yes, <laughs> that is a really good combo. I love. I actually downed a whole thing of hydration about an hour ago before this. I'm like, I am really thirsty. <laughs> I need to drink something. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, if you couldn't tell already, we are talking hydration tonight. So this is this is really good. I think this is a great topic. I love all the different topics that we do because they're all different aspects of health, right? And just all of it adding up. Yes, I love it. Like, don't forget to hydrate. And so, and it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's set up to like 60% of our body weight is water. You know, we're, we're made up of water and um, it's like just a sad number of tip, just typical Americans. We don't drink enough water, right? It's something like, I don't know, they've estimated maybe 60 to 70% of Americans don't drink enough water daily. But, and you did a, um, you did a little, a little poll informally yeah, with your friends, you know. right? Me and my reconnaissance missions. Yes, I did. <laughs> I called a couple of uh, family members and friends. And honestly, there was only one person who said that they drink water all day. They get enough water. Um, but he does not know how much because he just drinks it all the time. Everyone else, um, and I think that was seven people approximately, mm -hmm. said that they don't know how much water they drink. But they do know they don't drink enough. So... Interesting. So I wonder, I wonder what it is that they, what the reason they were thinking that they don't drink enough, if they just felt guilty because you asked, or if they've been noticing things in their life. And I, I think it's funny because I, it's definitely a habit, right? So I drink, I mean, I have, oh, I didn't even think of, of bringing it here with me, but I have a 32 ounce water bottle and I drink that one of those by lunch. And then the other one I load up and have in the afternoon before dinner. And my husband looks at it and he's just like, my kidneys hurt just looking at that. <laughs> like, I'm like, 
it helps your kidneys if you would drink this much. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I think it might have been twofold. It may have been a little bit of guilt, but I think that people, um, I think generally people notice certain effects, which we're going to hop into tonight, mm-hmm. but you notice certain things with your body when you're not drinking enough, especially if you have an illness, which we'll also talk about. Yes, yes, we will. So it is interesting. So yeah, I mean, water is a driving force of nature. It's it's just so interesting in how little we think about it and and um, we just we just take it for granted, right? And so it's thinking of who does dehydration affect the most. Um, so as you know doing some research, looking things up. And so it gave different categories of people. I think we can pretty much categorically say everyone, <laughs> like typically most people just don't drink enough, but who especially, um, the list is athletes, um, people who work outside, uh, children, those with GI issues, um, and the elderly. Um, so I thought it was interesting too, because like, as we age, we, are likely to feel less thirsty. And so um, just as we age, we don't just, we just don't drink enough because we're not feeling thirsty. And so, and um, also people who live in high altitudes and those with long-term illness as well. Yeah, I would actually challenge that research just a little bit because I know that it does affect like specific groups of people like the elderly and, Mm -hmm. you know, people in high altitudes, just like you mentioned. But honestly, I think just like you said, it affects everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're sitting at your desk for people who are now working from home, you know, who are in front of a computer all day (laughs) long. you may not be feeling the effects as though you were running a marathon and you know you're thirsty, but if you're sitting at your desk and your lips feel like sandpaper, you're probably mm-hmm. a little dehydrated. You know, probably. Like that, um, just feeling fatigued throughout the day. I think that dehydration affects anyone, and especially if you have an illness. So yes. that's actually the reason why I'm drinking mm-hmm. the complete hydration um, tonight instead of tea. I mean, actually, tea is hydrating also, but I just wanted more electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm still kind of battling like this whole crisis. I'm trying to ward yeah. it off as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, it's pretty putting up one heck of a fight. It's not going to win. I don't understand. No, it's not. But it's not going to win. Nope. And, you know, specifically for people living with sickle cell, um, hydration is probably one of the most important things that we can do to stay healthy. Um, Like when we're dehydrated, it leads to cellular dehydration. So again, you know, the blood cells are shaped like sickles, which is why it's Mm -hmm. called sickle cell. And because of their shape and lack of oxygen, they're sticky on the surface. So when we are not hydrated enough, it's easier for the blood cells to slow down and they start to clump in the blood vessels. So, you know, that leads to pain and hydration increases the plasma volume. So it gets the blood flow 
going again. And it's one of the main reasons why if you've ever known someone to suffer a sickle cell crisis and end up in the hospital, it, they mm -hmm. always have IV fluids. Sometimes that's actually a proactive attempt because um, mm -hmm. I've done that myself where I will go in for treatment and most of it is just IV fluids, just trying wow. to pump as many fluids as possible into your system. So if you can preempt that strike, which is what I'm trying to do and drink <laughs> you as were much doing as it. possible, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll be better off. So yeah, I mean, it affects everybody. Yeah. And I think that's so awesome. I mean, I have learned so much from you in so many things, but especially in sickle cell, like I had no idea before you had shared those things with me before. And so, so it's just, it's really interesting to learn and, and just so fascinating that hydration is, is both the, 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 proactive thing and the reactive thing the reactive as well. And and I feel vital. like there's, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of um, illnesses and things that it's like that, like, this is what you do proactively, but then reactively, this is what you do as well. It's the same thing. And so that's just really interesting. And it, it's just, I mean, so it's not far-fetched. It's not an exaggeration to say like hydrating is life-saving. I mean, to stay hydrated is, is so critical. And how much do we even really think about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate you, you sharing that and, and letting our audience know, because like just things like that, just the more that we can learn about each other and the more that we can learn about what other people are going through and, and just the importance of these things that we can do to encourage one another, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate you like actually um, stamping that. And this has been since I was younger. My mom made sure that this was what it was. Like I was a patient advocate when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I would sit on panels at different hospitals in New York. Um, so even though, you know, as you get older, you take on different um, roles and you have many other things to do. Like I would love for this to be a platform because there are so mm -hmm. many people living with sickle cell who just don't have a network of people. So, you know, even though we are two healthy chicks, mm -hmm. you know, this, this is a platform for me as yeah. well. Absolutely. Definitely. No, absolutely. And I appreciate you being willing to share. So yeah, that's awesome. So what, what causes dehydration then? Let's look at that. So um, what, what are the causes that help us get there? So obviously I think like not drinking enough water <laughs> would be a key yeah, one, obvious. clearly. Not <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but just so it kind of goes hand in hand with the the types of scenarios and situations and people that we talked about in the beginning of who would be dehydrated. So exposure to the high temperatures is one thing that, um, you know, on a hot day, you're always being reminded to, um, to stay hydrated. Um, being in that hot and humid climate for an extended period of time um, and, and a dry climate too. Um, I mean, I lived in Arizona and I remember um, just my East Coast friends coming out to visit and then just that they couldn't handle the dryness and just just like, oh, they didn't realize like it just sapped your your hydration away just like that. And so um, so just doing normal things and then let alone going and hiking the Grand Canyon, um, people were just dropping like flies left and right because like you just didn't even realize how dehydrated you were. So I'm dropping thinking about that. 
<laughs> it was it was pretty interesting because you realize like when you live out there you're used to it and you're fine but then people that aren't used to that so definitely you you i definitely remember seeing the difference in that i thought that was really interesting um but definitely the the climate that you live in makes a difference exercise clearly if you're exercising you're sweating out the electrolytes you're you're sweating out um the things that need to be replenished um even a poor diet right uh, like yeah this was super shocking to me so obviously there are a number of things that will dehydrate you you know salty mm -hmm. things and we can kind of go down this list of foods that are high on the list of dehydration mm -hmm. right salty snacks Yep. Again, obvious due to the sodium content, but I think a better question is why does salt dehydrate us? And I kind of dug a little bit more and the kidneys are actually forced to pull water from other organs to rectify the flood of salt. Like when you're eating salty things, like your kidneys are like, mm -hmm. okay, drop everything. We got to go into overtime. So that's why you end up being so dehydrated when you mm -hmm. eat salty things which leads to soy sauce mm -hmm. loaded with sodium, right? Oh my goodness. Sugary treats. This was a little bit of a shock also. Mm. So even though, you know, salty foods are dehydrating, sugar, sugary treats are equally dehydrating and for the same exact reason, because the kidneys are working overtime again. Huh. Yeah, that, that was interesting to, to learn. Fried foods, prepackaged meals, again, salt content, not mm. very shocking. Um, alcohol, yep, again, mm -hmm. not a shocker, but why is interesting. So there's probably very few of us that don't know this by firsthand experience, but <laughs> if you've ever had a hangover, it's likely because your body was dehydrated. And what happens when you drink excessively is you typically need to be near a restroom, right? You're drinking mm -hmm. a lot. You, you got to go. You got to go. Mm -hmm. Why do you have to go? So our bodies are smarter than we are sometimes, mm -hmm. especially if we're overindulging like that. And it recognizes the need to purge the alcohol from our system and sends you to the restroom often. <laughs> so that <laughs> mythical, <Many> you know, <laughs> that mythical, oh, I'll have a glass of water before I go to bed and I won't wake up with a hangover. Nope, that's not enough. Not enough. So my friends and I, when we used to drink, um, mom, you might want to mute for a moment. When we used to drink <laughs> excessively, um, we were smart enough. We called it watering down. So we have a round of drinks or shots and a round of water and then a round of drinks four shots and just repeat all night. So if you're doing that, you know, if you're drinking, just be smart <laughs> about it. Don't think that you can have seven drinks and have one drink of water or one glass of water before you go to bed and you're not going to have a hangover. That's mm -hmm. probably the reason for your hangover. I think we should rename this episode, the episode to listen to before spring break. Just saying. So continue on. <laughs> We're going to change our name to two now healthy chicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the two shocking ones. You ready? First yes, one. I'm ready. Protein. Protein. So, yeah, because not necessarily because it's protein. So we're not talking protein powder. We're talking actual meat. If you're a meat eater, mm. you know, whether it's red, white, whatever, you know, the other white mm -hmm. meat. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. 
is usually prepared with a good amount of seasoning. Unless you're cooking at home, you know what you're putting in your food, but you're eating out or you're buying something that's prepackaged. Like it's prepared with a good amount okay. of seasoning. Yeah. And most of those seasons have salt yes. in addition to the salt that they're adding, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that. well, that's totally. So So it's not so much the, the meat per se. It's like you're saying the packaged meats or at a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, that's why... Yeah, when we go out to eat, I mean, like we are drinking water so much after that because we're like, oh, there was a lot of sodium in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah. then, so again, not exactly the meat, but then look at cured meats. Mm. It's cured with salt. Yeah. So all of those things, you know, go into yep. the protein bucket. Here's right. the last one. The most shocking one to me, at least. <laughs> Parsley and asparagus. Personally, two healthy chicks always talking about eating your greens, drinking mm -hmm. your greens. Parsley and asparagus are hydrating because it makes you urinate more. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about it. So we always talk about how if you have asparagus, your urine smells funny. Yeah, that right. that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're urinating more, and I didn't realize that with parsley. Hmm. Who, who would think? But huh. Because you're going more, you're losing more hydration. You got to fill yourself with more hydration. So if you're not compensating for what you're pushing out of your body, you become dehydrated. So yeah. it's kind of like a domino effect. Interesting. So it's more, especially with those, not saying that they're bad, but just have that awareness that you exactly. want to drink more when you're having asparagus and parsley. Mm -hmm. So, but typically, you know, like I think of asparagus with ham. So if you're having that with ham, you're going to be drinking more anyway, because ham, <laughs> like we just yeah, talked about the good meat healthy, thing. Healthy, <laughs> exactly. Healthy, interesting. Well, and it's interesting too, because the, the whole sodium thing, I mean, that is so common in the sad in the standard American diet. Um, so yeah, I mean, that can definitely lead to hydration, like dehydration, like you were talking about, which can also um, be, you can either be low or high in potassium as well because of our standard American diet. Um, and then that can lead to dehydration too. So there's, there's a lot of different things that play into it as well, things that cause our dehydration. But that was really an interesting list of foods. Um, and again, the thing is to keep in mind to, to be aware of these things so that you can compensate with drinking more water too. Yeah, agreed. Definitely. So why is it important to stay hydrated? Yeah, so this is a really cool list of things. So it's vital for almost every function of the body. We need water. It helps maintain blood volume, as I mentioned earlier, um, and it allows proper, yep. proper circulation. Yep. And it improves physical performance. Yep. During a workout, it can yep. reduce fatigue, improve endurance, lower your maximum heart rate. Yep. And it helps you lose weight. You had talked about this earlier. And I just think it's always so funny. Every year on Thanksgiving, we always hear the news stories like, okay, drink your glass of water before you eat your meal so that you don't eat overeat. So I'm um, definitely drinking that water can help you with that. <laughs> Yep. It boosts your mood. And I, <laughs> I so need that. <laughs> yes. So I think that now that we've kind of done a little bit of research, like it helps me realize, okay, these are things that are mood boosting. Like we mm -hmm. talked about um, 
self-care in our self-care yep. episode and mm-hmm. exercising and having a better mood. When I'm exercising, I'm drinking more. So it all, it's all working together. All goes together. And mm-hmm. and then it boosts your brain power too. So you were just talking, you put the mind health in your water with the hydration and just, but just even water alone, just it gets things circulating. It helps your brain. Absolutely. It prevents headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sykes, he's going to kill me because he's like, really, you said that? But <laughs> here we go. Every now and then we'll have headaches and then he'll realize, wait a minute, have I had any water today? And I'm like, nope, probably not. And that yeah. might be, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely can prevent headaches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it also cushions your joints. That's an awesome thing for just walking around, exercising, all of it. Protects against disease. Yeah. That's an awesome list of things that water does. So it's, um, if that's not a reason <laughs> to drink water, that list right there, I don't know what else we can say. That's we, got a we, can do. we might as well just wrap it up. Like no more episodes, season's <laughs> over, we're done. <laughs> that's exactly right. So just don't forget to hydrate. That's the whole point. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, we will wrap up this first session. So uh, thanks for joining us and stay tuned for more tips of what um, effects of dehydration looks like on your body when you don't hydrate and um, some tips of how we can stay hydrated. So we'll see you soon. It's about water. Yes.